0: And welcome back to episode 59 of the Weekly Tech Ramp with me, Jay. And me, Carl. So, Carl, we are one away from the magic 60. Not quite 62 yet, but, you know, we're rolling on. (laughs) Nearly, nearly. Nearly, You know, we're over the year, marker, so every show counts now, isn't it? Definitely. So this week has been a busy week in the world of tech. We are going to talk tonight a little bit about the unleashed event that Apple rolled out to us on Monday this week, which uh, yep. they, gave us, they gave us what, was it six days' notice before the, uh, the event, which is, you know, plenty Need of time to shorter. Yeah, but I guess virtual event, you haven't got to travel, have you? That's true. So tonight, we'll take you through all of the uh, the main stories from the Apple uh, event, all of the hardware news that the, they released, and maybe perhaps some of the stuff they didn't release. And we've also got a bit of an update, of course, on the Apple versus Epic ruling, uh, and uh, maybe just a bit of a different side story to the Epic ruling as well. And yep, there's a little bit of news. So it's going to be a busy show tonight. So let's get kicking off first with the housekeeping, which, of course, if I don't say Carl will tell me off. So <laughs> you can find us <laughs> on Twitter at Weekly Tech Rant and online at techrant.online. And of course, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this today. Uh, we are on all of the major podcast subscribers. So hit us up there and leave us a nice review or, you know, drop us a line on the site if there's any comments you have or anything you want to say that perhaps we've got wrong or maybe you don't agree with or you do agree with, we'd be interested to hear your views. So then, Carl, let's talk about the Unleashed event then that Tim Cook and all of the guys over at Apple unleashed on us. Yeah, I had to get that in uh, this past Monday then. So the big news, Craig was back. He was, Craig Federini. We missed him
1: in the last event, didn't we? We did. I I wasn't expecting that, but they panned over to him. I was like,
0: oh, he's back. He was good. It was good. So, really, this this event was really all about the Macs, wasn't it? This is a Mac was mainly yeah, a Mac definitely. event, wasn't it? Talking about the upgrades in the Mac. There, and I suppose the question on everybody's lips was, was there going to be an M1 X chip?
1: Well, no, there was not.
0: But there was but we... two chips.
1: <laughs> there was two chips. <laughs> yes, we get got you an M1 Pro and an M1 Max.
0: Right then, oh, hope you're sitting yeah.
1: comfortably. So I'm presuming this is going to go that the next revision will have the M2, the M2 Pro, and M2 Max, and they just keep using this revision.
0: I think you're right. I think you know before we get kind of into the the weeds of it, the M1X connotation was kind of coined by the media, wasn't it? It wasn't necessarily it was. an Apple. It definitely wasn't uh, Apple. No, and it was it was really kind of what the media had cobbled together. You know, all the tech uh, publications, the Apple publications, I should say as well, who were saying that you know they kind of saw it as that there was going to be a pro version effectively, uh, of the M1 chip. Because the M1 chip, I guess, despite its um, improvements and its you know massive leap forward versus traditional 886 architecture, it, it was standardized, wasn't it? You know Across the whole yep. uh, hardware range. You know, the iMacs, the Mac Minis, the MacBook Airs, and the MacBook Pros. And we really didn't see anything to kind of suggest that there was a massive performance gain. It was more a case of choose-your-form factor, wasn't it? Of course, yeah. I mean, there were some slight,
1: uh, you could boost a bit higher, couldn't you, on some of them? If yeah, because of the cooling. One maybe. of them was passive and one was active, wasn't it, cooling? But that's right. On that they were basically the same.
0: Yeah, and you've got 8 or 16 gig of RAM, depending on the the system of chip kind of package you had. Um, but all of that's changed now, hasn't it, with the, the M1 Pro and the M1 Max N. So, Carl, give us a rundown then, I guess, of what we've got here then with these two different chip lineups.
1: Yeah, so we'll start with the Pro, as Apple did. So this, to me, looks like two M1s glued together. But basically, Apple was saying it's it's 7% better CPU performance. And that's obviously down to the, they've got 10 CPU cores, is it? Well, there's two versions of the Pro, actually. So one's got 10 CPU cores, which are eight high-performance, and two uh, efficient cores, you know, low-power ones. And then they they didn't announce it on stage, but actually, when we went to the site, there's a slightly cut-down one on the very low end uh mac pro which has eight cpu cores which comprises of a uh, six high performance and two efficiency ones so anyway so they're saying 70 percent best cpu performance than the m1 they're saying double the gpu performance because it's now got either 14 or 16 gpu cores in it and finally we've got some more ram uh, and this is a, a unified ram isn't it so it's, it's yes. a unified one so you get 16 gig uh, or thirty-two gig of ram on on the pro and that's got a is it 200 gigabytes a second memory bandwidth, which is that's pretty cute. impressive. Yeah, but obviously that's shared between the CPUs and the GPUs. But it does allow a GPU, a program that's heavily GPU dependent, to use up to the 32 gig of RAM as it's shared.
0: Which is, it's a hell of a leap forward, really, isn't it, from the, the M1 chips we saw a year ago? Just
1: just a tad, uh, and the bit that got <laughs> me really was the is uh, it the, 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 the hardware accelerated uh, H264, H265 stuff decoding. Uh, and the ProRes and ProRes Raw. So uh, if you cast your mind back to what the Mac Pro was it, the very, very expensive shiny towel, the cheese grater. That's uh, right, Apple yeah. sold a, 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 what they called an afterburner card. And I can't remember the price on that, but it's like I'm sure it's $2,000 for this afterburner card. And that was purely designed to uh, accelerate encoding and decoding of, of these formats. Well, now Apple have just chucked it into the uh, M1 Pro, and it's even faster than the afterburner card. So don't yeah. buy an automatic card, just buy an M1 Pro.
0: Well, this is the thing, isn't it? We'll, we'll talk a bit more about the M1, the the Mac Pros, I guess, in a minute when we talk about the, yeah. the M1 um, Max cards. But you're right, the automatic card, as you say, was a $2,000, £2,000, you know, accessory to those machines, yeah. which already had quite impressive CPUs, didn't they? In the, in the sense of, you know, they were effectively the pinnacle of Apple's hardware lineup, weren't they really, the Mac Pros? And effectively... Oh, I mean, I, without jumping the gun slightly, I'm not sure whether they still are. I mean, in terms of price point, yeah, they are. You know, you're buying a Mac Pro for what it is. You're buying it for the extensibility, aren't you? Of, of
1: um... Yeah, I mean, the Mac Pro can still have more RAM and stuff like that. Obviously, it's not as fast as the the RAM in the Pro and the Macs. Uh... But yeah, you can stuff a lot more. Kind of, I think it's got go like a one point five terabytes or so. You yeah, they, I think
0: I, I think from the what I had scribbled down, the Mac Pro, you can take it up to twenty eight cores, um, <laughs> twenty eight mm. cores, and I can't remember how much RAM it takes, but it's yeah, an absurd amount of RAM. But yeah, you're right. It, the we're, but this is not the equivalent. This is not a desktop, is it? This is a laptop. A, a laptop. Uh, currently, I should say, you know, a laptop, isn't it? It's currently.
1: You know? Yeah, obviously, we're waiting for the remake of the Mac Pro next. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the next big one, isn't it? To, to be done, I imagine. Is it the last one to be done?
0: Uh, it the I'm only confused. lineup
1: that doesn't have an M chip in it.
0: No, you're correct. Yeah, you're right.
1: But no, it's going to be right. the next one that's, that's, that's upgraded, surely. That's uh, going to be the M
0: without jumping the gun here. That's the M2.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the M2, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so they're kind of a, a brief summary of the pro. They they obviously un- least the max version. Which looks like two pros stuck together. To be honest, so four M ones,
0: a, a much bigger package, isn't it? Much bigger. Chip oh, package.
1: much, much. Uh, yeah, they actually showed the chip packages, didn't they? And it, yeah, massively bigger there. But uh, they're, they're saying 170 percent better CPU performance than the, than the old M one. Four times the GPU performance. Uh, so you're still getting the same 10 CPU cores, and you know, eight performance, two efficiency. But with the GPUs, you now jump to 24 or 32 core GPUs. And you can actually have up to 64 gig of RAM in there. But they've doubled the memory bandwidth even more to 400 gig a second on the max.
0: Which is, again, um, you know, that's a massive amount of bandwidth. And as, as, because it's a system on a chip with a memory package there, that is going to be excessively. There's no quick. interconnect,
1: is it? It's directly yeah. attached to the GPU and the CPU. Yeah. And that's why they're saying 100% better CPU performance. Uh even though you've got the same ten CPU cores, it's because it's got more memory mm. bandwidth to play with. So you know, the M series clearly scales with memory bandwidth.
0: And what was it? I think uh how many so wasn't it up to um how many GPU cores was that again? Thirty two, so twenty-four th- or th- yeah, thirty two. Thirty GPU cores. So I mean you think the original M1s had wasn't it, uh eight eight CPU cores and potentially up to seven or eight GPU cores, wasn't it, depending on the model that you bought at the time.
1: It was, yeah.
0: I mean, I was reading something this morning that basically was suggesting that the M1 Max chip GPU is an equivalent processing capability to an RTX
1: 2080. Yes, Apple were actually showing that on stage.
0: The they were Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Apple, unlike the iPhone, where they just say they're competitors or whatever. Uh, this they actually had, they were testing it against certain laptops. And I didn't say what they were testing it with or, or, or what benchmarks they were using. But they, yeah, one of them was a, I'm sure it was an MSI laptop. Uh, I can't remember what Intel chip it had in it, but it had a mobile 3080 in it. And while the 3080 did go slightly faster, uh, it used way more power. And well, that's the that's key what... Apple are pushing towards, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Really yeah, high performance, key. a lot lower power usage. I mean you can you can edit 8k video while on battery with these.
0: Well that's the thing that Apple have been pushing here, isn't it? And the the graphics that they've been showing, the, the curves, if you will, isn't it, is that it's yep. hitting um sort of performance spec, is it's hitting that a lot quicker and a lot earlier in the I guess the the power consumption models. And I think one of the ones ones they showed was like it was showing it was running a hundred a hundred watts less power compared to a similar high-end laptop with discrete graphics as you said i think you know they they didn't specify exactly you know what it was but the high-end pc yeah. one ac- according to apple i should state was yes. hitting you know um you know a relative performance equivalent to the M1 chip at around 170 watts whereas the M1x sorry the M1 max excuse me was peaking around i think around 60 watts of power which is yeah huge and that's the thing isn't it you're right the whole thing about power efficiency here is less heat, less draw on the battery, longer are not lifespan. losing any
1: performance by going on battery because they're that efficient. I mean, they no. were saying, when I was saying about eight, editing 8K footage, I was trying to find the uh, metrics, but they're, 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 the coding stuff means you can edit 30 4K streams at once, or I think it was 7, 8K streams, which is and, just crazy.
0: Yeah. The problem we've got at the moment, if we talk about the GPUs for just a quick second, is that... The problem we've got here with these GPUs is that they're great for, for video encoding and those kind of tasks. That software already exists that is built to take advantage of that ARM of that ARM coding, isn't it? Yeah. But if you think about gaming, which is where Apple kind of have this weird relationship with, don't they? Um, well, they, no, they
1: uh, was it the iPhone one? They were all saying gaming, weren't they? But they were just yeah. not really showing gamers.
0: How many AAA games are... Or have a version that is ARM compatible. No, not exactly. Mm. Now I know, like you know, without kind of going off on a weird tangent, we talked to, you know a few months back about the um, the Valve Steam Stream Deck, Steam Deck, sorry, Steam Deck. You know, of course, that uses the Photon OS, doesn't it? To and yeah. and, and Valve are doing a great job of porting their games over to um, a lot of the games over to that support that, and they're using the Vulkan API late six. But he's right, exactly. The fact that it's just
1: Linux, it's just Linux, yeah. Right, but so what could you then got... port that to Mac and use Rosetta to translate from x86 well, to ARM?
0: Um... This is the thing. Effectively, you've got one hell of a GPU here that could actually revolutionise gaming on a Mac. But I don't see many, if any, developers taking true advantage of that at this stage. From a, no. from a from a from a compute perspective, this CPU is kicking ass left, right, and centre. Um, and if you know, and I know Pat Gelsinger had a didn't he? he had an interview didn't he recently where he said that yep. prior to this event, he was kind of in one hand he was hoping to win back Apple's business, wasn't it, by basically showing them that they could deliver on the kind of same level of yes. technology and compute. But then in literally in the same breath, didn't he? He also conceded that that wasn't going to happen, and actually what Intel needed to do was become a manufacturing partner to Apple, wasn't it? And become yeah, he did indeed the, the, the TSMC. Apple are leaps and bounds ahead here with the whole um, the whole CPU architecture. I'm not mm. suggesting that they are the, the head of the world, but when we talk about mainstream ARM chips, Apple are pushing the boundaries here compared to what we see in performance in terms of 886 comparison. Yes, Intel chips, AMD chips, whatever you have in that flavor space, give you a wider breadth of technology and applications that can run on them, but yep. for pure efficiency and technology going forward, Apple here are, are are really pushing the pushing the boundaries in a massive way, aren't they?
1: They are, they are. But I I don't know if there's any incentive for the, the PC to go that way. I mean not at the moment. There's so much there's so much legacy and that's our big thing about PCs. Yeah, it was made twenty fifteen years ago in software. But
0: you know what? It probably still runs on Windows ten. But Apple's whole, whole point though, isn't it? Is around yeah. we don't care about the past. You've got to No, go They forward.
1: have that ability to do it because they they're not they're not supporting I suppose enterprises and stuff like that. Windows well, is no. a casual gamer, it's your person surfing the web, it's large enterprises with very legacy applications. It supports yeah, a lot you know, more than Apple do.
0: True. But they're also Apple is huge in enterprise as well. You know, IBM is a great example of that as and uh, you know because, and I can attest to that being a former IBM employee that they took on Apple massively as a as a you know as a laptop specification and drove it massively through the business. And they saw, uh, whilst the hardware was more expensive, they saw savings in support. Um, Yeah. But you're right because it was still eight x six, so legacy software still ran on it. Moving to an M1 architecture. You could architecture, still
1: put on okay. VMware Fusion, couldn't you? Load up your well, Windows.
0: This, yeah. Whatever you so needed, moving,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, and I probably you're right. the M1 architectures, the ARM architectures, how we want to describe it, I think is leaving a interesting dilemma for many organizations because they're like, if we're not if we're running it we may, may take let's take two customers. Customer A runs ninety nine percent of their software from SaaS applications in the cloud, yeah? No
1: problem. Doesn't matter. No Chromebooks no, all they, around, it's a lot cheaper.
0: Possibly so, but they <laughs> like Apple. You know, they can even run Office because Office has got M1 support, hasn't it? So they've got Office support. Has, yeah. They run their Salesforce.com. They run their SaaS applications. Light is good. Customer B, on the other hand, still has a lot of legacy applications that are need to be installed despite having SaaS. So they still need 886 support because those applications haven't been ported yet to the ARM architecture. Now, you could argue, well, there's Rosetta. Yes, there is. But also, the cost driver is still a problem, isn't it? Of moving them across and having yeah. that that point there. So I don't know. I think, and as long as Rosetta stays there, Apple yeah. will say to you, "There's no argument. Why can't you move?" Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's going to be down to cost, isn't it? Ultimately. But yeah, and I, mean, I also suppose come, developers. Coming back
1: to what we were talking about, the the, the, the whole games dilemma. Um, if, you're, if you are a games developer. And you're picking, uh, you'll do if you you'll do x86 because there's so many more PC gamers than Mac gamers because obviously because Mac hasn't historically done games. But if you're going to go and live in the Apple world, you're just going to do iOS, aren't you? Yes, it will should play on the M1 Mac, but will you go the extra mile to optimize uh, for the M1 series for the possibly limited return on investment?
0: Part of me thinks you're right. Then the other part of me thinks what point did Apple re- think, hang on a minute, we need to get back into this space and we're going to have to True. pay for that? And you know, there's been a few rumors floating around for a while around are Apple building a console to compete with the Switch? I don't believe they are. I don't think no. Apple have any interest in doing that. But they have Apple Arcade and they keep pushing it at every iOS event and WWDC heavily. To make when will think, that include well, Mac games? Well, that's the thing at what point do they realize that they need to take that out of the iOS environment and bring it to macOS? That, I think, is a, paus- a plausible uh, scenario. And you could see developers coding. And don't forget, you know, if we look at Monterey, which we'll talk about a little bit in a bit, you can run iOS, you know, can't you? You can run iOS applications yes. on Monterey. Yep. So actually, that crossover, you know, isn't all of a sudden is not so big. And developers, you could see them getting developers to build bigger and better games. I know it's just a thought, but, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out over the next couple of years. It is indeed. So we've talked a lot about the M1 Pro and the M1 Max. So let's talk a little bit about the the hardware that actually followed on from the event then. So we got some new MacBooks, didn't we, that have been teased for months and months and months. And they finally we did. We and did. They're not bad. Not bad at all, are they? No, they're
1: not. So we got what, a 14 and a 16-inch one, didn't we? Uh, yeah. All, all new design. It's still a Mac, but, you know, it's not a radical departure from the Mac design philosophy, but it's different from the previous Pros.
0: Yeah, it kind of has throwbacks, I think, to to the to, to the earlier generation MacBook, this kind of first generation MacBook Pros.
1: It's hard to describe it without showing you a picture, but, uh, yeah, it has. Yeah, definitely. I so, think it's go on <laughs> you first you i was first. gonna say uh no i was gonna start talking about specs and the bits that are exciting, but you, you go for it
0: well i was just gonna say so the yeah the, the 14 the 16 uh inch back pros um yeah they, i think you're right they they do have hark hark back to that early design now i won't go too much into the specs as you're going to cover that in a second but there are elements that kind of have got the John, johnny ive um, yep. era about them haven't they in terms of the the chassis but there's also elements about them i think that And it almost kind of comes back to the G4 Max a little bit. There's bits Mm. of them that I can kind of see there in the pictures. Um, But yeah, you're right. You know, before we deep dive into those specs, what I will say is that the rumors, the leaks, whatever you want to call them, were kind of bang on the money this time around.
1: They they were. They were. So, I mean, it it all started with that that lovely screen, didn't it? It did. And the notch. You couldn't yes. miss the notch in a, in a d- demo unveiling video, could you? So we got the notch like you get on the iPhone. I um, mean,
0: <laughs> seriously,
1: I mean. <laughs> I, I, yeah, this is the kind of letdown for me. They didn't, I have they needed to do do that. I mean, if you were keeping the design language across your range and you get it fitted in. But it's not like you put FaceTime in it. So they did upgrade the webcam and they put, they've got a 1080p with a wider f2 aperture.
0: Which is but that's the all they've, they've got going put... on up there.
1: There's no yeah, but that... flash. There's no, um, say. So there's no FaceTime or anything, is there?
0: No, that that webcam is pretty much the same one that's been put in the IMAX, isn't it? That was released a few months ago.
1: Yeah, which is I'm pretty sure is the same one that's in the front of your iPhone.
0: Well, yeah, and well, I, Why, you why know, wouldn't you? And I just, I just still don't get towards the end of 2021, you know, early coming into 2022. Why the hell are we still seeing 1080p webcams in this way? Because you know, the world has changed and the world is not going back, it, it is going forward in terms of virtual meetings. Yet, Apple still persists to put in, I almost want to say, the bare minimum. You know,
1: <laughs> Apple have always done the bare minimum when it comes to your front wave facing yeah, webcam, haven't they? Maybe. I mean, yeah, it doesn't true. have to be more than 1080p. Uh, my my uh Elgato camera's 1080p, but it gives a cracking image because it's got a huge big lens in it. But doesn't it doesn't look like Apple have put a big lens to make up for that or anything like that. So I don't know. Uh, again, it, it seems like it was the easy one. Take take the take the uh module out of the iMac or from the iPhone and slap it in. But it could have done more being a pro laptop. Uh, but they definitely did more on the on the screen, didn't they? They
0: did so, indeed.
1: So the rumors were right. We got the mini LED uh, XDR display, the HDR one, basically. Uh, really nice thin bezels. So, you got, so the screen sizes themselves are fourteen point two inch, sixteen point two inch, and they've got one hundred and twenty hertz ProMotion uh, technology in there. So you've got the variable refresh rate.
0: Yeah, and up to one hundred. I see, was it was at sixteen hundred nits of peak brightness as well. So really good low levels, of, yeah. a low
1: light. So support your now. yeah HDR Dolby Vision support kind of thing.
0: I think, and, you know, they are pretty impressive because the chassis sizes haven't actually changed too much, have they, but considering what they Thinner done bezels.
1: Managed exactly. to squeeze a bit more in.
0: You know, higher DPI display, thinner bezel, the notch, which I still can't get away with, um, you know, which, you know, let's be honest, the screen is, is a big draw here, especially when they introduced yeah. True Tone, you know, a few years back as well. It does really make a difference. And for me, you know, seeing the 120 hertz ProMotion as well on the Mac, I kind of thought that was coming. But then the other part yeah. was like, I don't know. Will they really put that into a laptop? You know, because that's quite a high-end feature, isn't it? You know, effectively. Well, I
1: suppose they've already developed that. It's Mini LED. The uh, iPad Pro is Mini LED, isn't it? True. With it's just, it's Motions, just so They've isn't already, it? yeah. They're just making it larger uh, and a slightly higher resolution. But they've already kind of perfected the technology.
0: But we got all the ports, didn't we? We got all the ports. We back got eventually. ports. We <laughs> did.
1: We got what is it? Three Thunderbolt, four-stroke USB four ports. We got good old HDMI. Though no, only HDMI 2.0, not 2.1. Well, that's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, that, why but you you get that? HDMI 2.1 via the Thunderbolt 4 port? Well, yeah, okay. But besides, yeah, it's things yeah, around. Okay. <laughs> you've got your SD card reader, you've got what, a 3.5mm yeah, headphone jack, which actually has support for high impedance headphones.
0: Yeah, okay. So those are your
1: more professional ones, aren't they? Your hot one with you know big drivers and stuff in them.
0: It's just, again, though, it's classic Apple, isn't it? We'll wipe it out on the the mobile devices, but we'll keep it on the MacBooks, you know. We'll
1: go crazy on the MacBook and over-engineer it.
0: And, Dave, go on. Go on. Mm, I know what you're going to say next. <laughs> MagSafe's
1: back, baby.
0: It is indeed. And it's MagSafe in the traditional sense, isn't it, as well? It
1: it's is. Not, it, it's, it's thinner, not... uh, but it's still your click-in mag. Uh, it's still got the LED to light up on front. Uh it's got a USB-C on the other end, so it just plugs into a normal USB-C fast uh, yeah. charger. <laughs> which is a good idea, really, because the old ones were welded into the brick, weren't they?
0: But you can also, just to be clear, you can also charge from USB-C as well. So You can, yeah. The, the MagSafe gives you the um, the fast charging, but you can use the th- USB-C slash Thunderbolt 4 ports for charging as well. So, you know, actually, I'll give Apple the due there. They covered both bases, didn't they? So if you're not with MagSafe and somebody's got USB-C, you can take advantage of that as well. So I mean, exactly. that that's, uh, uh, MagSafe was a great addition. In my old 2013 MacBook Pro, MagSafe, I think you know, saved me numerous saved times. The laptop you know.
1: Several times, definitely, yeah. especially with kids running around.
0: Yeah, and also myself. You know, when you get up from the desk and you trip over it. I mean, let's be honest, we've all done that. Um, oh yeah. The ports are great, you know, HDMI port, regardless of being 2.0 versus 2.1, very handy again for projectors. The SD card again, you know, you could argue, well, you know, but actually they're really handy. They are really handy, especially for cameras and drones, you know, I know yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, I obviously got it. When I brought my drone to yours, we got the SD card out, but usually I just plug it into the USB-C port on the drone.
0: Yeah. uh, The same with my camera,
1: my GoPro, I don't take the card out, I just plug it into the USB-C port.
0: No, and do you know what? The more I think about that. She that, "With my my personal camera, my Sony, my mirrorless, I use yeah. um, wireless connection for that."
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Um,
0: so, but but I mean, it's, it's still a good, still thing handy. To have,
1: but adding stuff back in, why not? It probably didn't cost them much money, did it?
0: No, and Apple, I think, are trying to. You know this this particular lineup of MacBooks. They are anticipating a lot of people upgrade from the older versions. You know, so they if you've will, been holding yeah. off, you're gonna. Uh, it's a bit like the iPhone kind of thing, isn't it? You're gonna hold off, and you're gonna want this. You know, we've talked about the, the CPUs the, a little bit, so we yeah. kind of won't dwell too much on that. But you know, like you say, the screens are yeah. there, the Thunderbolt four ports are there. You can use uh, one thing we didn't mention with the M1X Max. Sorry, I keep saying M1X. Sorry, M1 M1 Max is it can now support four displays.
1: It can. So that's really, uh, yeah, yep, that, that's good. Uh, you can have up to eight terabytes of uh, PCI Express four SSD storage.
0: Yep, again, which is very tasty. There's, don't forget, there's no touch bar as well on so the the touch Macs.
1: bar is gone. It's been replaced with full height function keys. It look quite like what's the separate keyboard you can buy for the iMac. Ah, oh, yes, probably, yes. Is with, it the with, Magic
0: Keyboard they call it, or something? Yeah, is I'm it? Not, or I got I'm the not, wrong I've, name there. No, no, no. I've got one. I've got one in front of me here, but mine is not the Magic Keyboard with the Touch ID power adapter power key. Mine's it basically seen.
1: looks like they've just slotted that in, which I think is probably a good decision because, from what I understand, it's it's a good keyboard.
0: Yeah, the keys, the, the keys of the butterfly keys before on the chiclet keys on the MacBooks were a hell of a bone of contention. So yeah, let's oh, be going. Yeah. Let's be going with
1: that. Yeah, but you I, got your Wi-Fi six, your Bluetooth five is pretty standard. Yeah, quite. You got six speakers in there, including subs. So and it, so it supports uh, Dolby Atmos, you know, spatial audio.
0: Which, let's be honest, I'm a big fan of. I you know, it is very good, especially on the on the iPhone in on Apple Music. Yep. It works very well, but I've never tried it externally. But the HomePods play it no, well. No, exactly. Um, and
1: the batteries have obviously been much better. So apparently, you'll get 17 hours of video playback on the 14-inch model and 21 hours on the 16-inch model.
0: Which is again, you know, if again take it with a pinch of salt because they're Apple's, uh, yeah, you know, words. But it is a massive improvement. The only downside. And fast all, charge. Well, they're fast charge, but the only downside to all this car, though, is the cost, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, the fourteen, if you take the M one Pro minus the two cores, starts at two grand. Two thousand dollars. And the sixteen starts at two and a half. And you can spec these up to over six K.
0: I was just gonna say, so let's just take our let's take a sixteen inch MacBook Pro, you know the big boy. And I want sixty four gig of RAM in that. I want an eight terabyte SSD. Yeah. Well, Six thousand ninety nine. Like yeah, five thousand eight hundred and ninety-nine British pounds. That's absurd. Wowza. Absolutely is absurd.
1: But for the kind of people that are specking that much, they're a business. Well
0: yeah. And that you're will not... pay
1: for itself. It, as long as no. you're not buying it for someone just doing office work and are actually buying it for someone that's going to use it for high end production stuff, whether it's video editing on the move or whatnot, that that will pay for itself, no time. It's like the but, big Mac Pros themselves, they pay for themselves.
0: Well, of course, they do, but the thing to be aware of though is you can only get the M1 Max chip in the 16 inch chassis.
1: Nope, you can get it in the 14 inch as well.
0: I didn't think you could, I, 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 how
1: I spec I spec'd it up because I, I, I would get the 14, not the 16, but you can. Are you sure?
0: I'm pretty. Oh, I tell you, know what? I tell her you are right. I apologize. We save I a was, bit of
1: money because it's slightly smaller. I <laughs> not apologize.
0: A lot. Yeah, that's right. You sorry, you can you can get the M1 Max with the ten core CPU, can't you, and the thirty core, yep. two core 2-core GPU? I I apologise, um, but that's still thirty two hundred pounds with a uh, thirty two hundred pounds with the M1 X ten core, thirty two gig of memory, and a one terabyte SSD is still three thousand two hundred pounds.
1: Yeah, that's probably the spec I'd go for, but I don't have that much money, and See, I'm a Windows a, man. So well, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, but that is still a hell. I mean, let's be honest, that is still one hell of a laptop.
1: It is uh, definitely, definitely. It's a yeah. you, you won't be if Mac's your thing and you're after a a, a, pro, a proper pro laptop, not like the M1 Pro. um Yeah, th- this is the thing to go for. It will earn its money.
0: Well, I would say it was, but I mean, I I I'll, I'll just you know I I don't want to dwell too much on it. But one thing they didn't announce, you know, in terms of hardware, you know, is where's the Mac Mini?
1: Yeah. You know, I don't know. You were you were waiting for that. You had the credit card already, didn't you?
0: I the credit card was sat there. You know, it was crying at me. Please don't use me. It's going to hurt. You're going to regret this. But I was like, "Where's he? Where is the M1 Pro slash Max Mac Mini? You know, yep. with with 64 gig of memory. You know, up to eight terabytes of storage. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Because." Why have they not done that? Now I know, obviously, you could argue, well, they've just you know they've just re-released the Mac Mini, they did a chassis change. Hang on a minute, they've just re-released the MacBook Pro again with a new change.
1: They did that at the same time as the previous Pro.
0: I don't get it. I was like, what? I'm really shocked because a lot of the rumors and leaks were saying, weren't they, that yeah, there's going to be an there's going to be a new Mac Mini to support this with a thinner chassis, you know, and all of that stuff. I would bend over backwards right now to take a, a Mac Mini with that spec we've just talked about, and plug in all the monitors that I've mm. got, but they've not yeah. done it. Now...
1: Maybe, I mean, maybe there's... Well, there is chip shortages, and maybe they've made that decision that they're going to sell more MacBook Pros than they would the Mini, so let's hold off on the Mini.
0: Uh, do you know what? I, I have the feeling you could be right, but then also part of me is like...
1: Damn you. <laughs> surely, I <yeah>. want one. <laughs>
0: And and actually hang on a minute, guys. This is you know, the 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 system on the don't forget it's, it's still the logic board, the same logic board, the same system on a chip. Surely you can just spit one of those out somewhere, you know? You know, it's just like, it can't be job. that hard. For me, please, <laughs> hello, you know, hello, you know. But you know, that well was that's spot. my that was my only big bugbear in terms of that hardware So then, we've talked about the, the MacBooks then. What else did we get, Carl? We also got some other hardware well, we, this
1: week. We we did, and some of it was a WTF Odd. moment, wasn't it? it uh, was a little
0: bit. So we've got some new HomePod
1: minis, not just so, new colour HomePod minis, They're the exact same home, HomePod minis, the exact same price, but you can now get them in some nice new colours, uh, yellow, orange and blue, quite partial to the blue or the yellow, and I think the yellow would go very nice with my blue office, but I'd have to buy two of them.
0: So HomePod is not dead, despite the rumours, isn't it? No, you know, no it's, it's not. That, you know, uh, the, the king is dead, Long live the king. The homepod, the homepod, big homepods pretty much do seem to be no longer, you know, available. But homepod mini is very much alive and kicking. Um, yeah. and you should say, so you got yellow, you've got, I want to call it orange, like a, orange, is it orange? Yeah, orange, um, tango, Tank, <laughs> yeah, um, and then it's kind of like a dark, dark blue, isn't it? Like a navy blue, yeah. and of course, so the, the white ones. Now, I've got two white homepod minis. Right in front of me here, they are fantastic devices. I cannot sing their praises enough. They're awesome devices. I'm, I love these colors. I think they're great. I'm like, this is awesome. Why do not you do this at launch? You know, it's like, um, why not? You know, it's but like you
1: can't buy them at the moment, though, can you? Like you couldn't buy well, the minis at launch. <laughs> they're Sold no, out already.
0: You, well, not even sold out, and it's not available, are they? It's just <laughs> they don't exist.
1: <laughs> there were one one of each color. That was all there was to sell.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like. You want a HomePod Mini? Great. Uh, click here to be notified when they exist.
1: Yeah, And they've
0: and they dropped the price because I swear sure they were £99 at launch.
1: Well, they're £89, $99, aren't they?
0: Yeah. And I tell you what, I, if, you know, if I get a good bonus, I will pick up another pair of these things, you know. Space oh, grey, yeah. yellow, orange or blue or white. I don't know, I'm tempted like you say, to go for a pair of the blue ones, mate. Um yeah. I, I think they're great, especially because they work so well with the Apple TV now as well. I could have a pair of these, you know, with against the Apple TV to have some uh, yep. spatial audio. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, you know what, well, Apple, great work on that. But, yeah, um, a little bit random that you uh, decided to release a product you can't buy. Oh, hang on a minute. Apple oh. Watch. Anyway, um, <laughs> so talking so, of sound. though
1: <laughs> Yeah, sound, sound. We got some uh, what, AirPods, a third gen AirPods, which we thought we were going to get the iPhone event, but uh, obviously delayed to hear. So slight redesign, these aren't they? Um, and just to be
0: clear, these like are the got... standard AirPods, aren't they? These they're, are not pros. yeah, not the Pros.
1: Yeah. No, these are the standard AirPods in their, now in their third generation. So still the hard plastic, they're, you know, they've not shifted to the Pro design. Seem to have shorter stems on them. But yeah, very they, similar
0: to the Pro stem.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. They maybe had some nice upgrades. You know, they're, they're apparently water and sweat resistant now. Uh, you know, improved battery life. So I think it's six hours from a single charge. And five minutes charge will give you an hour playback. So they support kind of uh, fast charge, and they actually come with a MagSafe case for the fast charge now,
0: which is pretty good, I suppose. You know, and they've been teasing these again, haven't they, for months? They, have. And, well, they Apple have been teasing. I guess the the yeah. leakers and the rumors have been teasing it. And you know, this is no major shock here. Cost wise, again, they're coming in at wasn't one hundred seventy nine dollars. Yeah, um, and again, you know, they've just carried over to me. Some of the pro features, really, isn't it? Yeah, they've audio, got some new
1: custom, yeah, spatial audio. They've got some new redesigned custom drivers, adaptive EQ that kind of automatically tunes and optimizes your kind of audio. Um, and they did the head tracking capabilities, which obviously plays into the um, what do you call it, the spatial audio?
0: Yeah, the Dolby Atmos support as well. They've also part yeah. of the Find My Network, so you can track them exactly um, like that. What they don't have, of unlike the pros of course is you don't have the adaptive noise cancelling or the transparency modes that the the pros no. do have so you, you don't get that and as you said the hard plastic designs so there's no silicon tips for these guys as well no um but you know as standard airpods go these are pretty good And you know i've got a first generation pair of airpods that's yeah that makes sense yep. um that i got back in 2017 uh yeah i'm sure it's 20 it must be 2017 now That um that you know i cleaned up and uh, my wife has them as her, her running her airpods but the battery life is going and weirdly for airpods and it seems to be very common i should say though is that you always get one airpod that runs out before the other so one oh, really always, one, yeah one battery always gives out so actually i'm, I'm kind of pleased at these because actually this could be a uh, I mean, hopefully she's not listening uh this could be a, a good christmas present for her you know because <laughs> the features are here so definitely thank you very much apple let's make them hopefully available you know um, yeah
1: and well, they did announce, but they've also added the MagSafe case to the AirPods Pro as well.
0: Is that a new case then for the Pros? is that what you're saying?
1: It is. You can't buy it separately at the moment, but if you now buy AirPod Pros, you get a MagSafe compatible case.
0: Oh, right. I love that. So anybody's already got AirPod Pros, you're you're stuck with the Qi charging then, basically, or if you buy the yep. new ones, you get MagSafe. get oh, yeah, yeah, Qi yeah, charging is
1: fine. For sure. It is. And it's the same thing. The MagSafe is just Qi charging with a magnetic ring around it.
0: I know. I so thought, what's the problem? I mean, like, the MagSafe, I mean, don't be wrong, the MagSafe case is nice, as you say, and theoretically, I guess you could clamp it to the back of an iPhone. Um, yeah, I imagine so. But you know what? Oh, I don't know. It, the the alignment, the thing about MagSafe is, it doesn't make it charge any faster than Qi charging, because that's obviously dependent no. on the, the power supply. Um, and Qi charging can do fast charging as well. I guess what is useful with MagSafe is the magnetic alignment, isn't it? The ability yeah. to lock it in place. Now, I don't know about you, I have a Qi charger on my bedside for my iPhone. Me too. And and there are times when I wake up in the morning and it hasn't charged, and I'm like, what the hell? And then I've realized I've knocked it with a pillow.
1: Yeah, I've done it once or twice. Uh, my wife was always doing it, so she's gone back to the good old plug-in cable.
0: Yeah, yeah, same as mine. For me, the Qi charger is much handier because I, I charge two iPhones at night. My work phone is on the on the main yep. charger. My personal one is on the Qi and but I have to, I do have to check sometimes that I have pushed it further away on the bedside cabinet so that I don't knock it. But that's really annoying yeah. some mornings. But you know, magnetic alignment's all cool. But I'm not paying the price of what they want for the MagSafe. To be honest with you,
1: no, 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 not at the moment. Maybe for bonus, we'll see. Okay, so like I, see. I think drum roll for the the most weirdest oh, WTF God. moment of the night. I and mean, you weren't watching this live, were you? So, no, I followed I, up. I, I I was sending you messages and you were like what? So Apple announced a new Apple Music plan called called the voice plan. And it's the voice plan because you can only use it using Siri. There is no app. It only works via Siri, but it's only 4.99 a month.
0: I have got serious views on this. Um and I, I'm not the only one because there have been several reports in the media of what speculation this could be. But yeah. yes, effectively, Apple Music Plan, as you exactly state, is uh, according to Apple, this is Apple Music and Siri are natural partners and already work seamlessly together. Uh, I'm not sure whether you use that yourself, spokesperson, but um, I find quite sometimes yeah. I have to repeat myself regularly to play the song I want. But anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, exactly. You're right. This is no button pressing. This is, hey, Siri. Oh, sorry. Hey, assistant. Uh, play, play. I don't know. Play the Rolling Stones. You know. Uh, you know, satisfaction yep. or whatever. Um, on my HomePod or my phone or my iPods or CarPlay. So that's kind of handy, I suppose. And the the price plan is pretty cheap, as you say, four ninety nine a month, which is actually slightly more expensive than the Amazon Echo plan, which is the equivalent, yeah. which is three ninety nine dollars a month, if I remember is, correctly. Yeah. Uh, which does exactly the same thing on their Echoes, but then again, the Alexa is far more advanced in my view. On than Siri. Oh,
1: but anyway. I mean, we, we've got those throughout the house, and they work a lot. They're not perfect. They work, but they
0: work a lot better than Siri does. So, this personally, and I, like I say, I'm not the only person to suggest this. There have been several reports out. This is a this is Apple trying to get more data inputs for Siri. So getting yeah. people to sign up for $4.99 a month to leverage just the Siri inputs means that they will get loads and loads of data around people trying to communicate with Siri to improve the service, to understand how it's responding, to develop voice recognition. This, the cynic in me states, is an experiment. This is not Apple trying to compete with Amazon. This is not Apple trying to make your life easier give you a cheap plan. This Apple needs loads of data to train Siri to be more effective. That's my view. Definitely.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that one. <laughs> well, something needs to improve it. So, yeah, why not this?
0: Because, okay, Apple Music, I know, it, it, you know, depending on what price plan you take, is it, competitive, I think, realistically It speaking. is, yeah. Um, I really like Apple Music. Um, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb there. I really do like it. We use the family plan. Uh, my wife uses it. My daughter uses it. Um, you know, I, I'm super happy with it. Yeah, Siri support is a little bit frustrating sometimes, and I tend not to use that unless I'm in the car and I hold down the button on my steering wheel, you know, and say, "Hey, yep. <clears throat> play me whatever." Um, but typically speaking, I leverage the button control because I want yeah, it to work.
1: I still use the iDrive because I'm just like, yeah. you know, what it's just going to be quicker.
0: Well, as I say, yeah, you're right. Unless unless I need to have both hands on the steering wheel, yeah, you're right. You know, um, but I just. For me, I'm clearly not the consumer here, but there are people that will have HomePods, you know, around the house uh, that, you know, for them, this will be a fantastic approach to it. And also, I guess as well, if you don't want to spend a lot of money and you've got a HomePod, this is a great entry level into Apple Music. Not? And, you know, but yeah, cynically, the cynic in me states that this is Apple really wanting more and more voice inputs to train the Siri response because it needs to compete more effectively with Alexa. And the Google assistant. Not Cortana, because Cortana is Dead. not going anywhere. Um, it is this is a battle against the other two uh voice assistants in the market. I might be wrong and I could be completely wrong, but I don't think it is.
1: No. No, definitely not. Um so yeah, we'll see where that one goes. Um on now to quite possibly the standout non announcement of the evening. <laughs>
0: And and I guess award for typical Apple. How much do you want me to pay for the, the weirdest thing oh, ever? Oh, yeah. Yet?
1: The Apple cloth.
0: The, uh, excuse me. The Apple polishing cloth.
1: Sorry, the Apple polishing cloth. So as far as I can tell, it's just one of those microfiber cloths with an Apple logo for cleaning your, your screen. And they are charging 19 whole dollars for one. Ludicrous.
0: Apple used to include uh, cleaning cloths in some of their... Um... Uh, they well they still do. So if you buy a Pro XDR yeah. Pro XDR display, you get a uh cleaning cloth. Now that costs you. But is it a polishing
1: cloth? Well, like that's that, just that ca- a cheap cleaning cloth.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but you know, you got to cost six six grand to to discover whether or not it works. Now this is quite frankly the most ludicrous purchase i've ever seen now i'm going to say something here and i, I don't want to have, we're not advertising on our show we don't do advertising but I, and i've got to give a call out to uh, earthron Elijah of the cult cast which is a really successful apple podcast of the cult of mac uh, magazine so earthron runs also a small business called cult cloth which he's run for several years and he he has his own lineup of microfiber cleaning cloths that he sells for some time and he'll sell you a pack of three, including a polishing cloth, a microfiber cloth, uh, and and uh, I guess a lint-free kind of polishing style one for twenty two dollars. And he kind of he he was after this was published, they published a, an article on the cult of Mac website. He was like, uh, Tim, what the hell are you doing? You're know, like, it's like, uh, you're like, this is mine. You know, you're you're like, this is mine. Like, I'm like, Do you know what? Actually, I agree with him because. Apple nineteen dollars for effectively a multi a microfiber oh, cloth.
1: Some somebody's buying these because they yes. are low on stock and they're on back ordered. Now semiconductor shortage strikes again. No, oh wait. come on, there's man. no chips in there. It's just cloth, but they are out of stock and it's now back ordered. I think November, December before you'll get your cloth.
0: And it's but nineteen bucks for one, one, one. <laughs> But, but if you're you know, buying
1: a three thousand six hundred pound Mac, what's nineteen throw more in, pounds?
0: Throw it in. You know, <laughs> yes. Throw it in. Throw five of them in. Put it in the box, for God's sake. You know, I just <laughs> this is this is just like like oh Christ! If we make it, they will buy it. Yeah, you're probably right. They Pretty will. Much, they will. You know, and I'm going to say it. You know, if you go to cultcloth.co, cultclothnotes.co. And use cult, uh, cult, um, sorry, cult cast uh, as the voucher as the code in the payout. You'll get te- you'll get a free cloth from Airfront. I gotta say that because the guy's been doing it since twenty fifteen, selling these great cloths. Yeah, I've bought some. I've got to admit, other cloths are said, available. Other cloths are available, but to- but to go to like nineteen dollars <laughs> for Apple, and like you know, what? it's got an Apple logo on it. I'm buying it, dude. It's got Apple <laughs> logo. You know, I just like, oh my god. It's like, who came up with this? Who in marketing said, this is the this is the right way? I can see it now. So, sir, hello. Thanks for coming to the Genius Bar. Yeah, I've got a problem with my screen. Uh, um, have you been cleaning it? Uh, y- yeah, yeah, I've got a cloth. Uh, have you been using the official um, Apple cleaning cloth, sir? Uh, uh, no? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. Your warranty is uh, no longer valid. Invalid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, <it's>, like, <laughs> I just, should like, have spent uh, the 19 pounds it's just a joke isn't it i mean look fair play to them As you say, somebody somebody's buying them
1: a lot of people are clearly buying them yeah
0: yeah of course they are you know what it's all cool you know like you know and, and look i appreciate the shout you can buy you can buy microfiber cloths here. i've got three in my car that i bought from like the local you know discount store amazon Cause that's, 50p <laughs> yeah because they're so they're so great for cleaning the windows of the car you know in the, in the winter yeah um but i just i think this is apple having a profiteering moment do you not know think
1: they sit goes like, if
0: we do this, do you think anyone will actually buy it? go on?
1: Yeah, but no, this you know is April the...
0: First joke, isn't it? Yeah, but you know what the biggest joke is, don't you? The biggest joke oh. on that site, if you go to Apple's website, go to the polishing cloth, click on the tab that says compatibility. Oh right. And it lists every Apple product you can think of. <laughs> I'm not joking to you. It lists everything from the iPhone SE first generation to the from the iPad mini first generation iPhone Watch first generation, iPhone iPod Shuffle fourth generation, all the way up, and i and then literally every Mac you can think of. Um, it is a joke. They are they are having a laugh. If this was April the first, I would have laughed my little end off. had one Apple. <laughs> but the fact that it takes ten to twelve weeks now for shipping is like, sorry, did you only make one of these and think that nobody would buy it? No, there's just a lot of crazy people out there. There must be, there must be. But anyway, there you go. I, I, we threw that in for a laugh tonight, and I think it is the, probably the funniest thing we've seen for a while. Do you agree?
1: It is, yeah, definitely.
0: So then, the other big announcement, of course, was that macOS Monterey uh, is coming very soon, October 25th, which is whoa, days away now, isn't it, Until uh, release. Yeah. Uh, finally, we will get Monterey, which has been seen to be in beta forever. Uh, you've got to basically be running a Mac from at least 2015 onwards um in terms of support Mac Pros uh, twenty yeah Mac Pro about say twenty thirteen yeah Mac like, pros will twenty thirteen sub- yeah twenty thirteen Mac pros but pretty much everything else in twenty fifteen um you know we talked about Monterey before some of the features here are coming you know one of the things that will not be available in Monterey at release however will be the uh is it universal control isn't it the ability to put yep. the iPad as a second screen um no sorry I'll rephrase that the ability to use your Mac uh, mouse or keyboard uh, on an iPad or other Mac as kind of a, a response that will not be there initially at, res- at release, but it probably will follow on. I guess in the first dot one alliteration, yeah, um, which is surprising because that was one of the key standout features they talked about, wasn't it? Initially, the release. I mean, I've still been running the beta. My machines are you know up to, are on the beta. I haven't checked yet. I suspect the Gold Master is now available. I if I pulled up my iMac, sorry, it my Mac certainly MacBook is Pro. for
1: the iOS releases, isn't it? 15.1 and. What yeah, one uh, that's all the release candidate, Goldmasters now.
0: Yeah, I went to fifteen dot one the other day, uh two or three days ago when the, when the gold masters released. Um so yeah, I'm guessing Monterey will be there already. So I mean, I have to say from what I've seen on my Macs, Monterey is a great improvement. Again, Apple have done wonders with the efficiency in terms of power usage and, and memory usage, it does run very well on there. Um I would like to see the universal control when it comes out from a GA perspective, that because to me that has value there with the iMac. Uh, sorry, the iPad. God, too many I words. Um, <laughs>
1: too many sayings, not I words, Joe.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but I think, you know, it's a bit the thing about Monterey, though, just to kind of finish off that point, it's very similar to Windows 11. You've got to have, you know, it, some of the Macs that don't have the Apple T2 chips, so the yeah. TPM equivalent, will not be supported, will they? Um, and of course, some of the features for Monterey require you to have an M1 as well or M1 Pro slash uh, Max. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, because of the things like the ios co- compatibility aren't they the, the rosetta support hmm. in that um but yeah i mean we'll, we'll talk about it a bit more when it comes out um because i'm sure there'll be some additional features that roll out but yeah 25th of october is your go-to live date for monday Monterey. yes monday it is of course yeah of course. where has the time gone i know cool so then for the final part of tonight's show let's have a quick roundup then carl on some of the news that's been happening around um Oh, actually, there's one more story sorry, we should have said, but in terms of Apple hardware release, wasn't there? Sorry. Which is in terms of the Apple Watch, then. So we can now buy an Apple Watch Series 7's cough. Sorry, 6.1. Yep. Sorry, I had a bit of a sneeze there. That's I really one. apologize. Um, but Apple have done something really weird, haven't they, with their lineup?
1: Yep, you can no longer buy the Series 6. But bizarrely,
0: they've kept the Series 3 going. Yeah. The Apple Watch Series 3 that was released, what, um, 2017? Something like that. It's got to be. 2017, 2018 uh, is available to continue to buy, along with the Watch SE, which, of course, was introduced yep. last year, which is a really good buy, actually. Uh, you know, like my wife's got one. She loves it. Um, but the Series 6 is no longer. Yet the Series 7 really doesn't add anything beyond the 6, does it, realistically speaking, apart from a slightly bigger screen and uh you know yeah i'm i just don't i don't understand the logic i don't get why they are continuing to sell the series three did they make 10 million of these things and like They've they're stuck to. in a warehouse They've
1: somewhere so, warehouse is full of these it's like please just
0: someone buy more so we can release a different one i mean i just I, I i okay i get why the six is no longer available you know that makes sense you know you discontinue the previous model because you want to buy the new model it's a bit like you can't buy an iPhone 12, is it, from Apple? You have to buy a 13. Yeah. And I get the SE still there because that's the same as the iPhone SE. You want that, um, let's call it entry-level model, isn't it? You know, yeah. the, the, the buy-in. But why would you have a five-year-old device? It'd Like that... to say, well, you can still buy the, the iPhone 8 from us. Yeah, just... I just am really puzzled by the logic here. It's just really, really weird because... Surely the three cannot stand up in capability or feature set to the six or seven. I mean, is it even going to get watch OS eight? I'm what not kind sure. Of speed would it run it at? I'm not sure. Surely, if you didn't want to spend the money, you'd buy an SE. Yeah, because I the SE like has 50 got pretty
1: dollars between it, isn't there?
0: Yeah, and the SE has got all the pretty much most of the key features, isn't it? Realistically speaking, yeah. I just I I have to say it, it, this baffles me, and not in the kind of weird like you know conversational I don't know. This genuinely I do not understand. It doesn't make any sense. Supports, beyond what you say. watch
1: OS eight? I just looked.
0: Yeah, they probably had to force it on there, haven't they? Probably. Um, I just don't get because to me it's like like you said yourself, there must be a warehouse with ten. Ten billion of these things in, you know, like it's like yeah, we've, uh, we've, we've we 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 overspec this a little bit when we were asking TSMC to manufacture these. Somebody put a wrong zero on the end of the hundred million, you know, um it, because there's there can't be there's just no other excuse beyond the, the fact that they've got more than they need. I just I, I there's no other logic to it, is there? Because no. the watch three does not have the same sensor sets as the six. It doesn't have the always on display. The battery life is not going to be as good. Huh? I just I don't know, I don't know ah <laughs> like, uh, uh, i I just I'm uh, sorry it's
1: supported by the apple cloth,
0: well, uh, yeah, it is compatibility with the apple cloth is key, so you can buy that, we're good anyway, right, I'm gonna shut up, Carl, tell us about the epics ruling <laughs> because we've got a couple of stories and uh, that are kind of like going different directions, aren't they?
1: they are, so, yeah, back, oh was it a month ago now? Apple basically had a great victory. They won, what, nine out of the 10 points in the Epic case. Uh, And the one they lost was the the violation of California's anti steering rules. So the judge went and demanded that Apple let developers link to outside payment systems. So at the time, and yeah, at the time, Apple said that they hadn't decided if they were going to appeal or not. We then know that Epic appealed it anyway. And now Apple has stepped and said that they're going to appeal it. And they're also asking for a, a stay to prevent, you know, from having to implement the new anti-steering rules, uh, so they've been arguing that um, it will basically will allow Apple to protect consumers and safeguard its platform while the company works through the complex and rapidly evolving legal, technological, and economical issues. They're going to lose money,
0: <laughs> which is weird because you're right. Apple effectively said, didn't they? They kind of took it on the chin, didn't they? The yeah. initial ruling, or like, okay, and they did. Now, I thought
1: that was. I thought that might actually be the end of that,
0: but now they've kind of rolled over and gone like. No, I'm no no, not happy with this. <laughs> it's like you no. know, it's like, you know, the, the Liga team are clearly, you know, that there are concerns, I guess, that are really high up in Apple, and I'm assuming Tim Cook and beyond, well, as mm. in the management chain, yeah, that this is gonna cause them to have serious repercussions in the app store, isn't it? And yeah. effectively economic impact in terms of the the pay mechanisms that could be there. Um, you know, from alternative payment providers so that, you know, the Apple tax, whatever you want to call it, you know, would go elsewhere. Um, And, you know, Epic, I suppose, are on the back foot here because there's nothing to suggest that they've won, have they? Epic have had to pay money, you know, they're not getting their developer account back. So Apple now, I think, are not necessarily appealing against Epic themselves, they're appealing against, you know, the, the bones of the ruling that could impact their businesses, you know. Epic's they don't care about Epic anymore, is it? It's Epic's not the problem. No. It's 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 the, the legal ruling, isn't it? Supposedly anything else.
1: It is, exactly. So I mean I they've got some good points. They're talking about you know, if you people are so used to doing it that uh, they that use the app payment system, they know they're protected, they know they can get refunds, there's parental controls in there, all those kind of things that make it a self- safe place to purchase something.
0: Yeah. But
1: by using a third-party payment system, people are still going to expect those protections and maybe not even realise they're not using Apple's payment system.
0: Yeah, which is which is a major concern. And then Apple ultimately are going to take the brunt of that, aren't they? If people then have... Yeah, so what they call
1: Apple it? and Apple go, uh, yeah, sorry, it's not our payment system. That's not really going to cut it with the customer. No. They're still going still. to blame Apple.
0: And Apple themselves have um, kind of, they have cited other other examples, haven't they? I mean, they pulled up one, was it, with the State of Ohio versus American Express, um, you know, which is, you know, around uh, promoting competition despite having, uh, you know, restrictions in place. Um, and it's, you know, at this stage, it is only an appeal, though, isn't it? So we don't know where... It is. It's not been granted or anything. Stage. No. Um, and Epic themselves are going to appeal as well, aren't they? Um which, you know, it's they've like... They've got a
1: lot more to appeal about, yeah.
0: they got a lot more to appeal about, and let's be honest, I hope I hope Tim Sweeney's got deep pockets, because it ain't going to be cheap. Um always going to be
1: paying some more out soon.
0: He is, you know. But, on the other side of the fence, there's yeah. another company so, that's a little upset, aren't there, so, you well? Know, yeah, <laughs>
1: so after the Apple vs. Epic ruling, and the bit where Epic had to pay Apple 600000000 million, wasn't it? Uh, Google have gone, you know what? I'll have some of that. So, yeah, just like the Apple case, you know, Epic built uh, their own payment system into Fortnite, submitted it to the app, Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, and both times it was declined. They were told to remove their payment systems. So they hid them, didn't they, behind a feature flag that can be controlled by the server. Yeah. Both got pushed through. They flicked the switch, and then obviously Apple banned them from the store and banned the developer account. Google just banned the... Uh, remove the app from the store but didn't didn't remove their developer account did they so uh no. but of course people still had the app and people were still able to go and use it so all that money wasn't going via Google's payment platform so yeah Google want their money too now that it's gone through the courts and Apple have got theirs
0: which is kind of <laughs> kind of ironic isn't it that you know after this it's almost like Google was sat there going hmm, okay yeah, we're not. We were kind of keeping quiet a little bit, weren't they? You know, around the whole antitrust. Uh, oh yeah, that, yeah. That Epic was saying. Keep your head down. Yeah, and now it's like you know what? Actually, you've coughed up to Apple. Well, by the way, you know, I, like, I think it might be more than six hundred million. Yeah, you owe us quite a lot of money here, um, and let's be honest, they didn't. They did the Google a hell of a disservice, didn't they? Don't forget when they when they moved away from you know the whole. Um, app store thing as well on google didn't they around and moved away you know to to sideload
1: your app and you know jeopardize the security Uh, of the os platform and
0: (laughs) and actually the whole argument with apple could have easily been transposed to google very 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 easily couldn't it around the risks that were in place now google took a very different tone there didn't they and how they approached that but you know from an outsider point of view there were the same arguments I think for the Apple and Google shared around the risk to the users, uh, you know, the ecosystem, all that kind of stuff. You still that...
1: broke the contract you signed.
0: Exactly, exactly. You know, um, and you know, Epic continually tried to evade the 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 contract they had with Google, didn't they? After they after yeah. they moved the game from the Play Store. Um,
1: and this so this isn't know, a who's right or who's wrong, is it? This is very much you. This is you signed the contract. This is business. You broke it. These are the, these are what you owe us for lost money, for the damages, attorney's fees, interest, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I hope Tin has got deep pockets because, and as I said to him before, whether he's right or wrong, if you want to go play in the big boys play park, you're going to have to, you know, be able to carry it off. Especially
1: and, if you start throwing stones.
0: Yeah, because Google and Apple are monsters. And whether they are right or wrong, their legal teams have more clout in small countries you know it's you,
1: and the legal teams are probably bigger than epic games
0: well yeah and you know, probably have a bigger budget you know and and again you know ultimately the law has this all well, i should say the court has decided in favor of um you know i guess apple in one respect and and, and epic to a small degree but ultimately epic about to pay and in turn, you know, they, they were found that it, their argument was wrong. You know, they broke contract, et cetera. And the Google argument is very similar. So actually, you know, you would be surprised if Google lost this counterclaim, wouldn't you?
1: Oh, massively, yeah. They'll, they'll be paying up again soon.
0: Yeah, like I said. So uh, wait to see that, you know, the Epic Store all of a sudden no longer has free games or is uh, offering, you know, sales. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I haven't even looked in ages at what the free games were. Oh, just I like, I a free game I haven't played. Uh, uh, well, no, uh, so yeah, and I stopped doing it.
0: Well, all that they've become really, really weird games that like I've never seen before in my life. You know, all the AAA oh, yeah. games have seemed to have disappeared. But anyway, anyway. So then, Carl, the final story for tonight then is another another Apple one. Sorry, guys. You know, but uh, kind of follows on from a little bit what we were talking a few weeks ago around antitrust, wasn't it?
1: It was. So, uh, yeah, this is another antitrust one for Apple from the EU again. So I'm guessing everyone is probably listening has used Apple Pay or something similar. It uses an NFC chip to pre- perform your payment securely. Now, the EU antitrust watchdogs aren't particularly happy that Apple limited you to only Apple Pay or Apple Apple's payment processor uh, and having that access to the NFC chip. You know, they want it to be basically open to other people to use. Uh, so yeah, they are set to file an anti-competitive charges against at Apple regarding that. So we Wasn't don't have much other... more information than that at the moment.
0: No, do you remember when this when Apple first brought out the NFC chip? Um, they said around there was a secure enclave, didn't they, that nobody but yes. Apple could touch. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was the whole the whole thing was that it was secure because no third party apps were allowed to touch a secure enclave. Uh, so yep. the integrity was never damaged. And this kind of now is heading that way, is it this is kind of heading back to that argument. of like, well, you know we want access to that, yeah, well, you can't because we don't want you touch that because it, it you'll damage the integrity of it and we we don't want you uh, you know touching it um, but the kind of thing that puzzles me a little bit about this is that obviously the South Korean ruling wasn't it was that Apple had to open up. <sighs> That that was opening
1: up to other payment processors, but it wasn't, didn't necessarily say anything about the NSC chip, did it? So
0: Apple won't be able to argue the way out of that one. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe. Maybe. But um, I don't know. Just They've, they've contested that already, haven't they, in South Korea to see whether or not. We yeah. haven't seen that happen yet. I've not seen anything to suggest that they've uh, opened that up. But, I mean, no. good luck with it. I mean... The EU does have a bee in its bonnet with Apple, doesn't it? Let's be honest. Um,
1: (laughs) Just a tad.
0: In fact, the EU has a bee in its bonnet with anybody that's that's more powerful than the EU. Let's be be fair. But yeah, I mean, early days on this one, but it's just another antitrust argument, isn't it? I mean, do you think like Apple must look back and be like, Christ, when did we become Microsoft? You know? (laughs) (laughs) When we started acting like them. Yeah, they are. They're just, it is bad news. But I suppose, you know, it's a very difficult argument is it of when is it right to to give access to other processors or anything to to the NFC chip you know apple argument would be that by controlling it we make it safe uh, yeah. you know uh, we're not allowing other parties to access it you know therefore the data integrity and security of your banking credentials is safe with us um you know, could that lead then to concerns over things like Apple Pay with the Visa cards, MasterCards, et cetera? You know, I don't know. I'm just, you know, kind of, I guess, to use that phrase, spitballing, you know, yeah. Um, over that. But, yeah, it would be curious to see whether this develops into a, a true concern from uh, the EU themselves. But I don't know. don't know. But we will it's see. Not, I'm not surprised, but that way. Are you?
1: No, no, not at all. There'll be many
0: more to come, I'm sure. There will be. So that's probably a good place to wrap it up for tonight then. So we've had a very fun packed show tonight. Thanks for sticking with us for the Unleashed event. We'll be back next week for episode 60, where we have our usual roundup of news information, some rumours. We may even have some gadgets in TV if we can find something interesting to talk about. But we'll be back with a slightly less Apple-esque event, uh, you know, heavy stories. Uh, But on that note, I've been Jay.
1: I've been Carl. Have a good evening all.